There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, y'all. Seven rounds in heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. The Matt Rule era has begun, and Nebraska is still losing one-score games. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the show's resident Buckeyes fan, who feels shame for liking Michigan prospects. And joining me as always is AJ. Northwestern versus Rutgers is my Big Ten championship, Marchese. Amen. Today we'll be continuing our 2024 NFL Draft Summer Scouting Series with the Big Ten prospects. That's Seven. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby, driving out to Casey, maybe looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's gonna wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's gonna put ketchup on a stick? Who's gonna find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by the new ACC. We've got Southern Methodist, Cal, and Stanford. If you like death penalties, SMU's for you. If you're into Tiger Woods and Condoleezza Rice, Stanford, baby. And Cal, they're just an add-in. There's not a lot going on at Cal. I guess Aaron Rodgers and Marshawn went there. Not not so bad. But uh, can't wait to watch SMU take on Wake Forest. Followed by, I don't know, Duke playing Stanford in the Nerd Bowl. The new ACC. It's for everybody. You know what's not for everybody? What's that, Rob? The Big Ten, because Notre Dame ain't ever getting in. Notre Dame's going to be the ACC soon or no? Do you think Notre Dame's just going to stay in tall independently? The, on the Miami-Miami broadcast on ACC Network tonight, the commentators were like, oh, SMU, Cal, and Stanford are so smart for joining the ACC. Uh, there's 17 football programs now, but there should be 18. Notre Dame... You're going to have to come soon or something. It was really weird. Well, do you think it's like, you know, we're going to get Cal a good school, Stanford a good school? Well, we're that's gonna... what the guy was like. Notre Dame and Stanford are natural rivals. <laughs> it's like, okay. Hey, look, if, if Notre Dame can have the cross-country rivalries like they have had, why can't the new ACC and Big Ten work, Rob? Well, or- Oregon and um, Rutgers are natural, natural. rivals. Ooh, the, the battle for the coasts. Oh, so good, so good. Okay, but we're not talking about the ACC. We're t- well, or I guess we are talking about Oregon, not Oregon, but the Big Ten. <laughs> uh, next year's gonna be confusing as hell. Uh, the Big Ten, the best conference. Yeah, that's why we do it second last. Save the best, best for one. second last. Yeah, yeah, that's what they always say. Um, 
obviously dominates the NFL draft. They have a five-year average of 47 players being drafted. Uh, last year, they hit uh, a five-year high with 55. Kind of crazy when Michigan's going to have 20 alone this year. 40 if you ask Jim Nagy. <laughs> Speaking of Michigan, let's just jump right in. Let's jump right in with the quarterbacks. AJ, does Michigan have a quarterback? Uh, for the first time uh, since Chad Henney, Michigan's got a quarterback, Rob. Is is J.J. McCarthy the best quarterback of your Michigan lifetime? Or is it Shoelace? Oh, it's Shoelace. Like, it's not close. It's Shoelace. But NFL prospect-wise, yes, it's J.J. McCarthy. All right. So, is J.J. McCarthy being overhyped? Is J.J. McCarthy being properly hyped? Is J.J. McCarthy being talked about for what he could or will be? What do you think? I I, th- I might be lower on. I think I like. I certainly see it, but the first round stuff's pretty rich. Yeah, I, I look. I think whenever you have a draft like this, where you have two top dogs, I mean any any draft, everyone's looking for the next guy, and JJ McCarthy firmly uh, belongs, I think, in that next guy conversation. Yes. Yes. I, is he QB three? I can't say firmly right now. I, I definitely have him in that conversation. I think he's in that. They have like a borderline top 100 grade going into the season on him. Would, would you put him in the same tier as Riley Leonard? Yeah, he's in he's in that show. tier for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, Caleb Williams, Drake May. And then I've got Riley Leonard, QB3, JJ McCarthy, QB4, but that's more of a, a pick your poison. What, yeah. what do you prefer? I, and I think with JJ McCarthy, it's it's more about what he could be. Like, mm-hmm. man, he he is a very good athlete. Yeah, with a, a very good arm. I thought he was really sound mechanically. I thought his yeah. footwork navigating muddy pocket was really good. Like, he's not he's not in uh, a scrambler per se. But he uses that athleticism so well to navigate and stay a passer. I thought he was really good remaining a passer on the move too. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, when, hands on the ball, eyes downfield. Yeah, he do, when he he doesn't scramble, but he'll leave the pocket and like it's only to throw. You know, like it's, yeah, yeah. Um, something I, I I thought he really struggled with touch though. Yeah, he's he's kind of ripping it always, yes. and it it can be he doesn't throw the most catchable ball, and it, it can impact his accuracy because he'll put too much mustard on it, and it'll it'll sail high or sail yeah sail uh, uh too deep. Um, but then also because he can rip it like that, he makes some fabulous kind of intermediate sideline throws. He lives on those. Big boy NFL throws. Yeah. Those are the ones you get. You see those and you get really excited about what he could be. He, like the boundary throws. Like I think like the Ohio State game, he makes like four yeah. or five in a row and like yeah. really impressive. But yeah, it's definitely, he's, he doesn't have that, uh, the non-fastball right now. And then, you know, translating to the deep ball, uh, that's, that, that, that happens as well. He can't, it's hit, it's super inconsistent, but it's still very poor. Where like he just can't get that arc on the ball yet. He obviously has the arm to get it deep downfield. Um, just the timing isn't there, and the placement isn't there. But I think projection wise, look, they're supposed to throw the ball more this year. They're saying they're going to commit to a fifty fifty split. Blah blah blah. Right. I, I think they got to come out and get JJ the reps early. Like you know what I mean. Like just let him sling it against ECU. Who the hell cares, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Risk losing a Mike Houston. <laughs> the Pirates, the Pirates, uh, holding 
Allers, Allers, is gone, but the Pirates are. If, if Holton was there, that would have been, like, look, you, if you go out and try to run the ball uh, 55 times and throw the ball five times, and Holton Allers on their sideline throwing it 100 times, you got to be embarrassed. You can't call yourself a draftable quarterback. But, yeah, like, just let him go throw, because I think he just needs the more reps. You know, he's going to be 21 yeah. years old entering uh, yeah. his rookie year. Super young. Super young guy still. Obviously, he's was, the youngest of the top four quarterbacks. Yeah, which is adds to that, especially when, you know, you're – you are drafting the projection on him right now. But, I mean, if that, that's if the draft was tonight, you know. Whereas uh, tonight's the eve of kickoff for Michigan. Um, but, yeah, all the tools are there. Like you said, the athleticism, the arm. Um, the, the mechanics are smooth, like like you said. like I, There's a lot of big boy throws. It's just a couple things that he needs to clean up that are very, very easily uh, attainable for him. I, I do. I just do think it's funny that... He's a true junior, as are Riley Leonard, Drake May, and Caleb Williams, but he's two years younger than Caleb Williams. Yeah. American high school, so strange. <laughs> um, three years younger than Bo Nix. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, if he continues to uh, develop, like, all the physical tools are there. Mechanically, like I said, he looks really mm-hmm. good. It's just kind of figuring out how to tone it down when he when he's just only throwing fastballs. Um but like he also has these NFL level throws on tape that yeah. other quarterbacks who are being uh, touted as NFL prospects like can't even make. Yeah, the, those those boundary throws are on a fucking line. Yeah, they're wicked. He yeah, but okay. Obviously, he's the guy to talk about uh, at quarterback in the Big Ten this year in terms of prospects. Um, it's hard, I think, uh, to bang the table for someone else to be the quarterback team. Yeah, it's not a great year for quarterbacks in the Big Ten. Um, hey, Jeff, Jeff Sims last night, you see him though? After I saw him go first round in a mock draft yeah, like I don't know. a month and a half ago? Yeah, it's just not it. <laughs> um, hey, could, could Cade McNamara or Tanner Mordecai elevate themselves big time with transferring in? Uh, probably not. <laughs> but um, good transfers hey, for them. Hey, and Hudson Card at Purdue. And Hudson Card, yeah. Sorry, Hudson. Um, Who I, I there's a, I forget what this uh, like statistic is for sure. It it was like something like Hudson Card had the highest percentage of catchable balls thrown last year. Amen, amen. So, Who cares how many uh, ob- defense caught of those? But. <laughs> uh, obviously, uh, Kyle McCord's. I I think the most interesting one, not because I'm an Ohio State fan who's biased, but just because of. Um, the Ryan Day era quarterbacks no, at Ohio State. I think it's definitely in the first round. I think it's definitely Kyle McCord is the next interesting guy. Yeah, and, and I mean, like, if if you're looking for tape, it's his freshman year against Akron <laughs> that you're really yeah. watching, where he like plays the whole game. Um, he's also older than JJ McCarthy, uh, but I, like watching him, I don't think. And again, it's freshman year. We'll we'll find it t- literally tomorrow. Um, how he looks as the true starter against Indiana, but uh, he I, I I found him to be like a very natural pocket passer, mm-hmm. like pretty solid um, throwing motion, decent arm, kind of a po- like a bit of a robot in the pocket, like not doing much out of structure for you. Yeah. Not the best athlete in the world. I thought his footwork was a little sloppy at times too. But he threw a really catchable ball. I thought his his short and intermediate accuracy was and ball placement was really good. Yeah, he's but, got the arm. Well, I think. Again, we'll see. <clears throat> the the zip is there. Yeah, it's like <clears throat> he has the talent to rise, um, but he also might be benched 
week two or three, right? Like you, you never know. Yeah, it's too small <clears throat> sample size to really have any idea. And it's it, if if it was this like player and tape, but not at Ohio State, I like would we even be talking about him yet? No, probably, probably not. not. No, he's got a funny build like if, too. If, it's like a like he a does really broad <clears throat> shoulders, but like really long legs, high cut guy. Just how you build them. Just like Tom Brady. What's your like? Um, how many how many games do you think Colin McCourt starts? All of them. You think so? Genuinely? Yeah, yeah, I do. <clears throat> okay. Um, Devin Brown screwed himself when he changed his number to thirty three. No, I I just think I like Kyle McCord. I I obviously coming off Justin Fields, who's freak show five star dynamic. C.J. Stroud, who was the elite eleven MVP and like ridiculous. Uh, natural accuracy like i think kyle mccord's not going to be the next first round quarterback from the buckeyes but i think he'll be he'll run the system i think he'll be like a day three yeah like this guy can be a fine backup davis mills i'll, I'll say that too it's a good one um thank you like right now i don't have draftable grade on him um but no me neither i totally agree if he but starts every game for ohio state he will be drafted <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean the the more interesting thing is if he starts every game and like is productive enough, will he declare after one year? I don't know. We'll find out. Um, other than that, yeah, Tanner Mordecai at Wisconsin just because Phil Longo offense and like Luke Fickle era, like that's gonna be fun. Talia uh, Tungavaloa at Maryland, really really fun college quarterback. Yeah. He's going to be so good in this XFL. Yeah, or something. Got, he's a non NFL starter. But um, college quarterback. he he is really fun. He's like he's literally like going to leave as Maryland's all time leading passer. He might already be actually. Um, so who who is he'll, he'll who, be sick in the preseason? Who is who was it? Frank Reich. Good trivia um, question. If you, uh, I'll check. Maryland um, football sets good good content. No, no, hold on. Let's talk Jeff Sims a little bit because, like you said, there was some hype there. Uh, I think he went out and proved it last I'm night that, that he's not it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm out. Like, uh, I remember we talked about him. He was a freshman at Georgia Tech with Jameer yeah. Gibbs. Yeah. Um, yeah, he has all the physical tools, but it's just not there. Yeah, Talia is the all-time leading passer. He, you'll never guess who he passed. I don't know. Scott Milanovic. Oh, fuck. Of course it was Milanovic. Yeah, right. Yeah. Boomer Esiason's fourth, though. Is Frank Is Frank third? Frank even? Where the fuck is he? Frank. Frank Reich's 29th. Frank oh Reich threw for 1,700 yards in his collegiate career. <laughs> I Frank Reich was drafted baby. 57th overall. Oh, my God. After throwing for 1,446 yards, nine touchdowns, and five picks in his one year starting. That's goat. weird. That's, that's goat. Tyrell Pigram's got more passing <laughs> uh, <laughs> Okay, this is – we're off the rails, but – Scott Zolak has double the career passing. I think. Points. I think the point being is Milanovic should have been given uh, another chance, both as a coach and a player. Where is? Oh, please no. We gotta move on. We gotta move on. This is too much. You know how? You know what happens? We'll we'll be here for an hour. Oh, he's the Tide Cats OC. If, okay. You didn't yeah. know that? Come uh, on. Uh, ben Bryan at Northwestern is going to be an interesting ride. Um, that's all I'll say about that. Uh, I do think. I do think Tanner Mordecai is in the best position to get himself drafted of the transfer quarterbacks, though. Probably, yeah. I don't mind Mordecai. I think Hart might be the most interesting. <laughs> there was the most casual ball. Let's get to the running backs where we're loaded. Yeah. we can. This is a rabbit hole right here. 
Oh man, AJ, I hate how much I love Donovan Edwards. I wasn't sure where you're gonna be. I wasn't sure. Um, he's, he's my number one running back in the class. I have a hard time. I think the top two. I think the top two backs we've done so far are both at Michigan. Um, I disagree. Okay, that's fine. Um, Sean Tyler plays for Minnesota. <laughs> I have a hard time splitting them. I have a hard time splitting Edwards and Carlin. They both. Uh, so, so to, to to me, as a non-biased fan who actually hates the school, Donovan Edwards' athleticism is yeah. just too impressive, and it's the fact that he's like he is not a slight man. He is six one two ten, and like ridiculously fluid, and his ability that he, I don't know if you noticed this. But when he, his ability to like instantly hit top speed, he just like kind of lowers his head and gets ahead of steam. Mm-hmm. Like when he know when when he sees a crease and and it's time to turn on the burners, he just kind of lowers his head a little bit. He's got that running back tilt, that forward tilt, and it just boom. He's he's flying. I think he is so talented. Um, and I again, I think it's a great thing that. He's not getting yeah four hundred carries yeah and he gets to split time with Blake Corum who's also a fantastic running back. Uh, four of the top five running backs in this class I have in the Big Ten thus far. I think yeah <laughs> I agree with you. I think um, Edwards has the best chance to be a first round pick in this class. Yes yes and, and go ahead. The other thing, we didn't even met, like he, he is also a fantastic pass. Catcher. That's where I was going with that. I think that's what elevates him above. Because in this in this group in the Big Ten, there's not a lot of pass catching production. Um, some of these guys have good hands too. It's just they're not getting opportunities. Donovan yeah. Edwards is the best pass catching back I think in the entire draft. Uh, didn't show it too much down the stretch because he had a broken hand. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, but his freshman year, yeah, that's that's where yeah. he was used so much, and he looked so damn good. Um, and and combine that, we're like I you know, we knew that. But, you know, watching him this week, I was paying more attention to what to see what he can do in pass protection. I thought he looked really, really solid. Surprisingly solid. Yeah. A lot of, like, well, you know, the, the really good blitz pickups coming across the formation, cut blocks during the Ohio State game, did a really good job there. And to me, that's like, he's clearly got the running talent. There's no doubt about that. We know he's a great pass catcher. Throw that on. I, I think that gives him the best chance to be the, the first running back off the board. Um. Yeah, I mean, at worst, he's like a supercharged satellite back. Yeah. Yeah, I saw in the in the Dan Bruglitch article on the Athletic uh, Scout comped him to uh, Travis Etienne. Which I see uh, it. I don't I like, know. I don't know how I feel, but I, I get the idea. Um, yeah, I don't I know. I think he's more talented. I do too. I do too. I I don't think he has the same contact balance that Travis Etienne had at Clemson, but I just think he's a, a better <laughs> overall football player. Like he's he's a more natural pass catcher. Um, Etienne yeah. was like special after the catch, but his hands themselves were, were a little hit and miss. Yeah, Edwards yeah. is a Edwards can like he he could be Michigan's you know slot receiver tomorrow if they want him to be. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, I, I think right now I don't have a first round grade on any running backs in his class. Me neither. And I don't know if I'll get there with any. But if anyone's going to go first round, I think it's Donovan Edwards because of the athleticism and, and uh, plus ability on passing downs. And and. The one negative because we didn't we didn't poke holes and I can't believe you didn't take your chances. Uh, I do think where you said you know that the contact balance and maybe just going down too often on the first contact. Yeah. Uh, that's something to, to look forward to improving on uh, this season. Uh, but uh, you don't have Corum number two, but regardless, what an absolute monster <laughs> duo. Uh, who's your number two back then? Well, actually, let's, we might as well talk about Corum because I really do okay. like Corum. I just don't think he. I, I think he has the highest floor of these four running yeah. backs that, that we're kind of getting at here. Agreed. Um, 
but he doesn't have the same ceiling. He might be the the best combo of contact balance and short area quickness, though. Yeah, I love a, I love a running back who's sub five ten. Um, and almost two twenty. Yeah, and over two ten. Um, he reminds me a little bit of D'Angelo Williams. That, just, oh, that's a good comp. I like that. Yeah, yeah, just kind of that electric running style. Where no, he's not like a four four guy. Actually, D'Angelo Williams might have been. He was, uh, but yeah. it, it's just that that lateral explosiveness mm-hmm. and the the kind of but but in this compact body that bounces off tackles so easily. Um, he's a really good gap scheme runner. Yeah, man. Like it, just his ability to press the line is in, incredible. I mean, the vision I think is ridiculous. Setting up his cutbacks um, constantly. I think like you see him like consistently like just setting up guys on the second level to miss before he gets the line of scrimmage. Um, pretty ridiculous. And then yeah, like you said, the contact balance is great. I love five eight two hundred twenty pound backs. Um, yes, Mick Thickums as RG three called him, loved it. And then yeah, just the the, the ability to cut his agility is ridiculous. Um, obviously, coming back from the torn meniscus uh, that that happened the second last week of the season, that's the big question for him this season. Um, maybe like you know adding the passing game, but I don't see that happening. But I think when when asked to catch the ball, the hands have looked good. Um, yeah, he's fine. It's fine. Uh, I'm not gonna ask him to do it. But yeah, I think just like he's. The best, like, just pure, like, running back, I think. And, yeah, I agree with you. Highest floor. Yeah, highest floor. Highest right? floor back, yeah. Um, um, Edwards, I put just maybe a notch ahead because of the upside. Yeah, I just, oh, man, he's just such a freaky athlete. Both day two grades for me right now. Um, Yeah, he'll also be a 24-year-old rookie. Yeah. I kind of had, after Edwards, I kind of had the next three guys bunched a little bit, and... So I, I dinged him a little bit for that and just the injury I don't think him. he's the same. Yeah, the injury, I don't think he has the same athleticism. Uh-oh, it's not going good for Brom in uh, oh, no. LA. Um, George Tech up 14-6. Um, I had Trivion Henderson, too. And part of that is based off of how he looked as a freshman. He was banged yeah. up his sophomore season. Um, he is also a little bit compact, 5'10", 212. Another guy with a great combo of contact balance and, and quickness. I don't think he has the same like press the line ability as no. Blake Corum. Yeah, but but uh, like uh, outside zone, like getting outside yeah. the tackles. I think he has really good vision outside. I was gonna say um, he's probably it, he's better in space than Corum is. Yeah, and he's got this like kind of he, I like the kind of one cut and hit it um, ability with him. He reminds me a little bit of Dalvin Cook, and. Another guy who, and you kind of alluded to this, like he catches the ball well, wasn't given mm-hmm. like more more opportunities as a freshman when he was like a superstar, um, less so last year when he's dealing with injuries. But like Dalvin Cook is who he reminded me of. I think he's got top fifty ability if he can get back to that freshman. He form. does. He totally does. I I have like a top one hundred on him right now, uh, like board, like right there. Like 100 um, type of grade. But yeah, no, he totally does. And, like, yeah, he just, you know, <laughs> compact back. I love that. He's got a funny style to him. Like, he's, like, he's very quick-footed, but, like, he's got – you feel his steps, too. He's got some thunder behind him. But still kind of like a gliding running style. Like you said, it's kind of like you get him in the outside zone. He creates a lot with, with his ability outside there. Runs his ass off. The, the good agility. Constantly making, it, like, the adjustments to throw guys off in space, like you said. Um yeah, it's just like coming back because you you noticed the lack of juice on the twenty twenty two tape with after the injury. Like just coming back and seeing if he can put go back to his freshman uh, year. But even then, like I think he's like 
if he doesn't reclaim it fully, like, I, I don't know, he's still, like, a fourth-round pick, you know? like Yeah, he's still top ten back. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, was he your third guy? I, I had a trouble splitting him and Braylon Allen. Yeah, so, Braylon Allen is the biggest and the youngest. He'll be a 20-year-old rookie. That's ridiculous. Um, yeah. He's also the most powerful. And straight-line speed is, like, really impressive for 238-pound back. Yeah. Like, he has legit burst at that size. It's the short area quickness, like the lateral ability that worries me a little bit, making guys miss um, in, in the pass catching. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, again, nothing in receiving production. I saw a one-handed catch that looked pretty good. I forget what game it was. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just 6'1", 240. He's clearly fast. He runs hard. Uh, you know, his arms tackles are, are useless. It's like, but, you know, you have to have the right scheme for him. Um, yeah. Could, could It was weird. Yeah, go ahead. Wisconsin just, like, running wildcat with him constantly. <laughs> they were. <laughs> they were. It's going to be really interesting to see what he does in uh, Longo's offense. That's going to be fascinating. Like, like, I wouldn't be shocked if Allen is the first running back taken with that size and that athleticism. But... No, I, same thought. I The same thought. I was just like, running backs don't come in this <clears throat> form with this yeah. type of speed. I still, ultimately, I, I think, like, Donovan Edwards is just a freaky... Freaky dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me to see Braylon Allen end up going first. Um, it also wouldn't shock me if if it doesn't work that well in the Philongo mm-hmm. scheme and he slides a bit. But yeah, no, I know see. it's it's real. And again, he's 19 years old right now. He's a fun player. He's a lot of fun. It's it's all of these guys are really good. To be that size at that age is just pure ridiculousness. <laughs> like, yeah. but yeah, just to see what he does this year again. Like you know, if the Titans are like, let's just get. Maybe like you know Derrick Henry style, because they take him you know fortieth <laughs> possibly. Um, yeah, it's, it's the, the hell of a hell of a group here in the Big Ten. It's it's ridiculous. I, I also like that um, the top three backs at these three different schools. Their backups are also like in that <laughs> like the top six backs are made up of backs from six schools. Yeah. Probably probably like I. I like Ches Malusi at Wisconsin, then like Mayan Williams at Ohio State's definitely in that top six for me. Yeah, um, mine's my next Mayan guy. William, yeah, he's the he's the human bowling ball. <laughs> he's uh, Mike Tolbert esque, and uh, Ches Malusi's not a bad back either. I, like like, I, I think he, he's he's a he's a good like kind of uh, one cut guy. Yeah, it's it's six backs at three schools, and I think they're the top. Yeah, I think like Mayan Williams could be like a mid day three pick very easily. Um, yeah. like yeah. five nine, like two thirty, ridiculous. But like for a guy that that big, like I think solid burst. Like he's not this lumbering type of back. No, <clears throat> quick feet runs his ass off. Obviously, like he said, is a bowling ball, and like he just makes havoc in space. Runs through contact. Uh, obviously, the long speed isn't going to wow, but who cares? Mine was really damn good. Uh, he'll be a Seahawk. Um, <laughs> outside of those three schools, I, I think Roman Hemby. I love him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's the he's the next most interesting guy. Definitely, Hemby. That's that's my guy. He's I think he's the best back in the in the group. Maryland's a fun uh, got a fun team. Maryland is fun. Yeah, they always are. Um, Loxley's made them so. Yeah, yes, and I remember criticizing that hire, and I was so wrong. Um, Maryland, I think, uh, is the only program in college football who has a, a black head coach, black coordinators. Uh, at each coordinator position, um, I think a black AD and a black president. It's, it's something wow. crazy like that, yeah. Michael Oxley, really important coach that I feel like doesn't get enough credit. He doesn't. Um, 
Want to go to the receivers? Yeah, no, not much to talk about here, though, Rob. It's not like the running back well, room. Hey, I said Donovan Edwards is great, just so <laughs> you have to say Well, that. no shit. Who's going to deny that Marvin Harrison... In fact, Julian Fleming's the guy. Oh, Julian Fleming's the dude, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like, what what is there to say about Marvin Harrison that hasn't been said? I don't He's know. the best... Certainly the best non-quarterback in the class. Yeah. I think there's a conversation that he's the best prospect in the class. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Like before, one more season to Caleb Williams. Yeah, I think there's. I think you can easily make that argument. Quarterback or I mean, <clears throat> run it for receivers. I'm just saying everything. <laughs> receivers that tall and physical shouldn't move like him. Shouldn't be able to stack yeah. DBs like him. Should never release repertoire like him. Like, he runs routes really well. He sinks his hips so easily. Um, he obviously just dominates the catch point. He is. He's everything you want. He can burn you deep. He can uh, create a bit after the catch, even. Um, yeah, I would say if you were to poke one flaw, like there are occasionally a drop or two, but that's just kind of picking holes in the game. He's also really good at finding holes in zone coverage and working open for his quarterback. Yeah, I think maybe that and like you know the the yak isn't special, but it's definitely dangerous. Like <clears throat> it's not really not really much to criticize. Um, so damn deadly at the goal line too. Like you watch the the playoff game, and the separation he was getting. I know the one was a drop in the in the corner, but it was like not a great throw either. But tough catch. But the separation he was getting off, you know these, you know like these little routes was ridiculous. I mean, like you said, that size, his ability in and out of breaks is ridiculous. Just such a sudden mover. He's he <clears> the <throat> most like smooth moving yeah. tall, big. X receiver I've seen. Yeah. Um, obviously a top 10 grade in the summer, which is rare. Um, top. Yeah. I don't know. What, yeah. what's, what's to say? I think the AJ Green, if we're like digging for comps, I think the AJ Green one makes the most sense. Yeah, it does. It, do you think AJ Green's underrated 10 years? I've been thinking a lot about AJ Green recently, Rob. <clears throat> do you think it's so? the same name? Yeah. I always think a lot of all the AJs. Przinsky, all the time. Paul. Um yeah. Um, yeah. AJ Green is super underrated. He was uh, like on what the first five-ish years before the injury. Yeah. He was on pace to be like one of the most productive receivers of all time, and he still came back from the injury, hit another thousand yards, and then the injuries kind of got worse and worse. He was still like, like scoring like seventy-yard touchdowns last year. <laughs> AJ Green is like he's borderline Hall of Fame. Yeah. But. At his peak, like he was a clear future Hall of Famer. Like he was, the, it was him and Julio. It was him and Julio. And, like yeah. Julio is going to walk into the Hall of Fame. Exactly. I feel like AJ Green might be left out. I think he will be. Yeah, I think he will be. Unfortunately, just just the pace didn't keep up. Anyways, uh, yeah, I like that comp, and you know, I think Marvin Harrison Jr. can can top that career. Ridiculous. Uh, the next next was no no. What else do we have to say? He's ridiculous. Uh, no, that's it. Yeah, I mean, <clears> whatever. <throat> Cares. We'll probably talk about him every week. Every week, yeah. Best prospect. So, uh, you you mentioned maybe the act's not special with him. That's okay because it's pretty special to Mecca Egbuka, who's Ohio State's other receiver, and I think clearly the number two receiver mm-hmm. in the Big Ten. And for me, right now, the number two receiver in the draft. Uh, I kind of, I gotta like. I think he's a solid day two pick right now. You have first round grade on Egbuka? No, no, okay. no, no, not 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 yet. No. Um, which I think just goes to show, like Marvin Harrison's that freaking good. Yeah, the top ten um, summer get grades are ridiculous. I mean, let me just put it that way. Egbuka's more of that, like he's six one two oh five, really good after the catch, like a running back with the ball in his hands. Um, 
pr- pretty good route runner too. I think he's a good route uh, runner. Yeah. Yeah, like explosive, uh, explosive laterally. Um, really good, like big time chain mover. Uh, works really well in like a phone booth, like, like kind of what you were just saying about Marvin Harrison around the goal line. Like if it's third and three, he's creating enough separation on an in breaking route. Um, for CJ Stroud to to rip one in there and pick up first down. Kind of reminds me of Chris Goblin. Interesting, interesting, interesting. I don't know. Interesting. I got to think on that. That bigger slot. Yeah, yeah, that's doing that. Um, Definitely not a slot only guy, but a slot preferred and slot standout. And again, I think he's at his best in the slot. Similar to JSN, where again, he was first receiver taken. So that's not an insult at all anymore, right? Yeah, just I think great feel for getting open, strong hands. He's just that guy that's going to be always reliable and chain mover and add some, add quite a bit after the catch. I think that's a. In the like, world, I don't think he. Go ahead, yeah. If if you're like, I don't think he's like a great ball winner. Like he's not fifty no. fifty guy. Like he operates so much better over the middle rather than yeah. a up in the air high point yeah. type of guy. Um, if I'm looking for things to poke holes in, uh, I also mm-hmm. want to see him kind of expand his release repertoire when he's lined up uh, outside of the slot. And yeah, but like Golden Tate, Chris Galvin, big <laughs> physical slot receiver. Yeah, and just, I think maybe even better feel, well, not Godwin, but better feel for getting open than Tate, maybe a little less downfield, you know, but yeah, um, <clears throat> damn good player. I think those are the only two top 100 guys for, I mean, yeah, <clears throat> probably yeah, top 60, you. but you know what I mean, yeah. Um, I think the most interesting guy after the, the two Buckeyes guys, uh, Penn State's Keandre Lambert-Smith. Me too, me he too. Is, he drops a lot of passes, <laughs> but he is so... So laterally explosive. His release repertoire is really deep mm-hmm. too. Like he's he's a bit of a string bean, six one one eighty five. But like he beats press coverage because he's so good off the line of scrimmage. Um, he's got the athleticism to to win vertically. He is, I think, like he's not a dominant route runner yet or anything. But I think he he has so much route running potential. Like he's just so fluid. You know, um, you know, his movements reminded me of. Speaking yeah. of Ohio State, Garrett Wilson. Kind of I like, see what you mean. <clears throat> kind of like the leaner size, too, to him. Not not to that level, which I was watching, you know, the 2021 Ohio State's tape, and it's like, holy fuck. The, the, the McCord game, it's like just watching Garrett Wilson how damn good he was. So anyways, mm-hmm. not to that level, but, um, yeah, just that, that, that long, lean type of frame and, like, just that, that stringy movements that I thought, I, to me, that's what, like, I, I kind of like I don't know I love when I love when players have like a, a trait that makes them stand out. That's why I loved about Gary Wilson and I I see that too. Just the smooth athleticism, uh, like you said, the lateral agility and like I think that translates to be like really dangerous after the catch too. Really interesting guy, especially with Drew Allaire coming in full time. That Penn State yeah. off to be really good and it's yeah. gonna see how how, yeah. how it's gonna be fun to see how good Lambert Smith can have of a season. Yeah, he <clears> um <throat> I think he's in for a huge breakout year. I mean Penn State's produced tons of receivers since James Franklin took over. Yeah, and then he's right there like we're like it's always feels like you know the next one has their moments and Lambert Smith was in that, you know, watching the games last year, he had his moments, had his big plays here and there and yeah, I think he's going to take off. After that, I think they're they're like I think it's Marvin Harrison's in his own tier, Buka's in his own tier, Lambert Smith's in his yeah. own tier and then there's like a tier of guys. Um But let me I got you Sorry to interrupt you. I was just going to say Lambert Smith is a potential top 100 guy though. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. Um, I got mm. Julian Fleming as my next guy. Uh, 
who it's it's funny he uh he's a the former number one <laughs> receiver in his class uh in a class that included um Chris Olave and, and Garrett Wilson um he's just got really strong hands he's like he's not a dynamic guy he's a well built mm-hmm. strong hands uh wins through contact can can win 50 50 balls i think he's like a a very firm like oh this guy can be your fourth receiver yeah. contribute on special teams big strong well-built guy uh and, and i think it also says a lot that he's going into his senior year was the number one receiver in his class didn't transfer and, and it's just like been the third and fourth receiver for the buckeyes for three years especially when you're at that school right <clears throat> like not a lot of them transfer but i mean Jameson Williams, that worked out really well. Yeah, I, I think Fleming's the next guy too. Just um, nothing special, but does a lot of good stuff, you know. Yeah, just gonna be a pro. That's <clears> kind <throat> of what yeah. it was. Uh, after that, I, I think the Michigan guys are interesting. I think Isaiah Williams at Illinois is just a really fun player. Uh, Dante Cephas transferred from Kent State to Penn State. That's a ton of fun. Ty- Tyrese Chambers from FIU to Maryland. Um, with, like, know. with the Michigan guys, because i got to talk. Roman Wilson is just, like, pure speed. And with Cornelius Johnson, going to be interesting to see, like we talked about earlier, with, with hopefully McCarthy throwing the ball more. I think him, just, like, the highest, like, the Ohio State game were, were great, but i like to just yes. see more consistency with him. He has, <clears> like, the high weight speed with him is really impressive. Yeah, running away from that entire Ohio State defense on that little, you know, hook or he whatever it was. He wins on that, and then he wins, like, just Blown. blowing by as a yeah. big, deep threat. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's a fun player. He could be a breakout guy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think so. Um, tight ends. It's it's a deep it's group. It's a very deep group, yeah. I think they're... Uh, I have Cade Stover as the number one. I think Stover's clearly the, the number one. <clears throat> I, but I think he he's... He's not in like the he's nowhere near the Brock Bowers tier. I don't think he's in like the Jatavian Sanders, Bryson Nesbitt tier either. Me neither. I think he's, he's in that next tier. He's like a borderline top one hundred where I think he'll go top yeah. one hundred, but just right now. <clears throat> and I think he's kind of that style where like you draft him. By the way, I'm losing my voice, I'm sorry. You draft I him I talk for thirty five hours a week, so it's my issue. <laughs> you draft him and um like I think he's just gonna be a really solid tight end for you, you know? Like <clears throat> he's so so well built, I like. I mean, he's not like a monster, but six four two fifty one, just thick, and just physical after the catch. Physical after the catch. I think like solid hands, not not elite, not like supernatural. Yeah, in both ways, but but really solid. You know, is is very good enough athletically, but not special. You know, not like the Sanders and the and the Nesbitt tier, but also like I think just a really really solid blocker, really high effort. He's got that strength. Uh- I, I want to push back against this. I think he is a very overrated block. I think he's very solid. It depends on what you're looking for. I don't think he's, like... I, I think he's the best like, of, like, the top guys. I think, like, he is frequently missing blocks because he... he like, the one, they're asking him to block a lot in space. They, yeah, that's... Yeah. And and he's frequently missing those blocks. I, I think he takes kind of poor angles in his hand placement. It's tough. Like, high effort guy, but I just think there's... There's things that need to be improved. There are. I mean, because I feel like he's being touted as oh, like the big pull about Cade Stover as a top five tight end is how good he is as a blocker, and I just like I think Brock Bowers is a better blocker than him. I don't think I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tout him like that. I just think he's like well rounded. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I mean, like, he's that classic kind of... Oh, Mario Crispo, really happy. Good punt, good punt, boys. Um, really, like, well-rounded, like, classic Ohio State inline tight end. I, I think you're right where, like, he, I don't know that I'll have a top 100 grade on him, but he'll probably go top 100. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's, what he does really well is just the after the catch stuff. He's so physical. He's really physical at the catch point. He's a former, uh, he played linebacker and defensive yeah. end before settling in at tight end. He's an older prospect too. He's 24. Um, he's my tight end five right now. Kind of surprised he didn't come out. He keeps with the team. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, yeah, um, I, I feel, feel, feel the same with you as you. I, I like Eric All, who's transferring to Iowa. Michigan we liked him last year too. Yeah. we got hurt yeah he's just a really well-rounded player and I loved like Michigan lined him up all over the place kind of like what they did with Luke Schoonmaker this year um and I think like him and Luke Lackey Lachey are gonna be like the classic Iowa tight end duo is it Lachey I actually have no idea Lachey that probably <laughs> yeah they are I think all is just really really solid he's just well-rounded like you said moving around he's really good we have yeah, should be good. After that, I think there's it, it's a good group here. Um, the Canadians. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Well put. <laughs> um, that's what I was going to say. Windsor's very own, baby. Theo Johnson, who's 6'6", 258, uh, played receiver in high school, if I remember correctly, and I can't imagine trying to be a, a DB from, like, I don't know, uh, Woodstock coming to play <laughs> play at Windsor High School and having to cover oh, that. Well, I would have shut him down. You would well, yeah. You would have. Sh- hey, we got a guy that you you almost could have played against who was ten years younger, another Canadian. But anyways, um, from Durham region. Um, but yeah, like that 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 size, the athleticism that that makes a special prospect and, and you know with yeah, high potential. He's super raw, and obviously Brenton Strange was there last year, but. Uh, Penn State always seems to have two tight ends. They got Tyler Warren this year, too. Yeah. Um, also draftable, but, I think. Yeah. Um, like, when, like Theo Johnson has some impre- – like, he tracks the ball really yeah. well. He, he'll have some drops, but he'll make the tough catches. It's just, like, the way he moves at that size is, he, he, is hard to find. You see the former receiver. Like, he, he looks like a 6'6", 260 wide receiver. Also better blocked than I thought he was going to be. Yeah, solid. Um He's so big. Speaking of being big, Brevin Spanford too is a is a monster at six seven two sixty three. Uh, had a really good game last night against Nebraska, um, and I think like a good athlete for a man that size was flashing yeah. that that powerful uh, yak, <laughs> which I think is the most fun part of his game. Little older, he's a six year senior. He's going to turn yeah. twenty five as a rookie, um, but. He like he screams, show up to the senior bowl. Someone's gonna fall in love with him. Just be like <laughs> yeah. a very solid. I I, I, got, I told you I got comps tonight. CJ Uzama, <laughs> um, guy that like I, I think got some powers a blocker, but just he's so tall he gets a little high. But yeah, no, I think just yeah. solid. Like a mid day three I, guy, I think, I think so. they're good. It's a good group. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, who else is there? Anyone else? Yeah, really a like? Warren. I think it's probably gonna be a draftable dude. Yeah. Probably later day three right now to me, but six six two fifty six big body strong hands. Then they're good. Pretty damn good with the ball in the air, like you know what I mean. Like good body adjustment, contested grabs. Uh, not the same athlete as Theo Johnson at all, but uh, no, another good tight end. And this this is gonna, like, there's a lot of tight ends that can get drafted out of this conference. Um, speaking of Penn State, I yeah. can transition to the offensive tackles. Yep. Olu Fashanu, he's good. Yeah, he's, he's good, Rob. He's good. 
I, I feel similarly about him, like how we talk about Marvin Harrison. Yeah. So much has already been said. Like, holy moly, he is such a natural pass protection. Um, the footwork's unbelievable. Yeah. He just he, it feels like he can mirror uh, anybody. Yeah. Um, he can uh, like reaches landmarks no problem. He can reroute himself if a guy counters inside. Like his change of direction skills laterally are so stupid. Um, he also like for six six like I thought he played with re- like pretty good pad level, uh, and, and fantastic balance in 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 bend. Um, good anchor too. Uh, the hand use was kind of the only thing. Like sometimes his hands shoot a little bit wide. Um, but like that's it, that's it, game it, nitpicking, I think, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. And then and then rum rum blocking. Um, you want to see him to play with a little bit more edge. Yeah. But, like, he moves so well that you can climb to the second level and, like, just kind of wall off linebackers so easily. Um, again, I'm just kind of nitpicking. Um, you, you see yeah, him finishing he, some guys up. No, phrasing. You see him putting some guys in the dirt, though, too. Yeah, no, for sure. And that's um, that's why I think I saw some of that stuff, too, and I'm like, throw it on. I'm like, okay, expecting. Like, you know, usually when there's that type of criticism, it tracks immediately. It's just like <laughs> that's just being nitpicking, I think, with with Fashani. Yeah, no, it's just that good, and and like he's a, he's a fourth year player, but he'll he'll start out as rookie at only twenty one. Yeah, I'm all about age today. Uh, and the other thing uh, with him too is, um, like apparently just the best dude. Yeah, just everyone loves him. Like uh, like he's a top ten pick. Oh yeah, he's certain. I I didn't do a summer top ten grade. I'm I'm you know I'm I'm. A little uh, uh, more stern on the off the line, but definite first round grade. Obviously, he's going to be a top ten pick. Yeah, like you, like you said, the balance is just ridiculous, uh, and the way his feet are constantly underneath him. It just like you said, getting to his landmarks, the ability to get on a, out on any type of speed rusher, anything like the ability to adjust instantly. It's just balance, and I think that's what makes a great offensive tackle, right? We've seen that time and time again. Um, Plus, like he, like he's six six three twenty one, uh, apparently thirty four over thirty four inch arms, an eighty three inch wingspan. Check 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 check. Um, not as big as Patrick Paul. Not as big as Patrick Paul, correct. Uh, heavier though, so uh, yeah, that's a top ten pick. That's that's tackle one. Um, I lock that in. After him, I think with the tackles, um, there's a lot of interesting guys. I don't think there's like a slam dunk. Yeah, no, no other top 100 uh, guys for me. Yeah, one guy I'm really interested in, and I haven't even, I haven't even seen him play because he played at Frostburg State <laughs> last year. Gottlieb Ayadzi, he's even playing tackle at Maryland. Just like really big and athletic guy. Um, and Josh Simmons, who transferred to Ohio State late after starting at San Diego State last yeah. year, and ended up winning the left tackle job. I think that's a guy to keep an eye on. Um, seeing how Jack Nelson at Wisconsin transitions to the air raid, uh, but my 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 number two guy's uh, kind of the only guy I, like really want to bang the table for is Illinois Julian I, Pearl. I love Julian Pearl. Okay, cool. Yeah, I six six three fifteen, uh, an angry mf'er yes. who who's like got some issues in terms of footwork and, and, mm-hmm. and pad level, but man, he is. He's big, he moves well, and he's angry. He's got, like, such a naturally bendy posture to him, too, which, again, can kind of get him in, in trouble. Like, I think he'd get too out of front in, in pass pro. But, oh, yeah, fucking toss him out of the club ability. The hands are so aggressive, you know, that's the old, like, 
um, pass pro isn't passive type of thing. Yeah, he takes that to heart. He's so damn aggressive. Heavy hands, you know, like like a couple like really well timed punches, just stymieing dudes. Yeah, I think pro. I love pro. I mean, I, I like both. I like the, a couple of the off, uh, Illinois linemen, but yeah, I think I think pro it could be a big rise, or at least at least he's there in my heart because I think he's like an early day three type of guy right now. Yeah, no, he. Uh... He, he's the type of guy who puts a, together the right season in Illinois, ends up with the Senior Bowl, and ends up being like that day two darling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, I'm not a big fan of Pearl. I didn't mind uh, the other Maryland tackle, uh, Delmar Glaze, who is uh, only a junior, 6'4 and a half, 314. Uh, I think like a day three type of guy. Like mm-hmm. thick frame to him, nimble feet, I think pretty well balanced, solid anchor. Just. Like he, he started like I think all last year, um, but I think just more football is going to be good for him. A couple like just you know heady mistakes like dropping his eyes and whiffing on the on the odd play. But I think like yeah, that's a very like potential like high rising uh, ta- tackle duo there. Flipping to the interior, Michigan and Ohio State have the two best guys. Correct. Um, very be? hard for me to choose which is the best though. I think. I think for me, Zach Zinner's the the more finished product, Absolutely. so it's easier to go with him. Six six three twenty two. It's I th- I thought like just it's hard to find a lot of flaws in this game. Just like, plays really upright. Little, I think that's the yeah, that's the he's flaw. Just six six. Yeah. yeah, like his pad level's the thing, but, but like, it doesn't hurt like him. His, like he has good feet. He's got really good feet. He, he's just kind of locked down and pass protection. Like he's so good when they ask him to pull. Um, yeah, and it's why he's perfect for that gap scheme. He's huge. I don't think like he's a first round guy, I but I think he's a day two guard. Plug and play. Who just plays ten years. Yeah. Ten years. Yeah, I totally agree. Clean athlete, like you said, very good pulling. Love him. Like love his ability and pass pro. Just always looking to help. You know, always looking to help yeah. and throwing hands and giving help. Love it. I think there's one rep against Penn State where he tosses two dudes in pass pro and it's fucking awesome. Uh, just powerful hands, lots of pop. Just a really clean prospect. That's a plug and play, high floor. You take him. You know. F- 57th overall and you got a starting guard for 10 years um just just the pad level it that's a big question but it hasn't hurt him at all you know he's already started like 30 plus games in michigan too you know what i mean he he checks all the boxes um definitely but the ohio state guard donovan jackson probably has got a higher ceiling than him yeah i think true true junior Who's like twitchy as hell? Yeah. Yes, man, he moves so well. He's he's like the perfect left guard in his own scheme. Climbs the second level. Um, he, uh, I think that the, the hands are the big concern. Yeah, like he's a little wonky in pass protection when he's left on an island. But it's just like movement skills for a six four three hundred twenty pound guard. Like it's ridiculous. Freaky, yeah. Um, hands are hands are the inconsistent part. Sustaining needs to improve. Yeah. Um, I thought like I don't know maybe it's, I don't know what it was like I, I noticed him getting out physical at times but then also just out physical I thought like watching him against Mazzy Smith was a lot of fun because he obviously you know he's he's this athletic freak and so is Mazzy but he's massive or um, like he was win, win some lose some and looks from really good it's just being more consistent overall but the feet the, the how quick his feet are how explosive he is as a mover. Um, his ability to just get out on the pull too is so impressive. They just can't keep doing it, and he he always makes his block. Um, I think I think those two guys are just like like I, I think he's gonna rise. I mean, he already is there, but you know what I mean. Just like you think he's gonna keep reaching that upside, and both of them are gonna end up second round type of dudes. 
I mean, I, I think Jackson has the chance to be the first guard off the board, too. I think though. so, too. First interior guard, um, yeah. Be, be, beyond that, Jake Renfro transferring from Cincy to Wisconsin. Uh, interesting to see him. Yeah, that's a good transfer. Yeah, it's it's, it's a fun one. Big fan of his last a, year, a, too. Yeah, go on. I think he's a, he's a day three center right now. Me too. Um, Ladarius Henderson's a player I really like. I'm, Michigan has too many offensive linemen, but <laughs> transferring from Arizona State, uh, I really liked him as a zone scheme guard last year. We'll see what he's doing if he's playing tackle, if he's playing guard. What's happening? It's supposed there. to be tackle, yeah, left tackle. Um, Drake Nugent, another Michigan trans, uh, Stanford to Michigan <laughs> yeah. transfer, who's a, a really good athlete. Uh, Logan Jones at Iowa, their center, really good athlete. Lots of fun. Offensive Trevor Keegan feels like a guy that's going to just go mid-day three and just really solid also for Michigan. I, you know who I really like, though, that we haven't named? Who? The Illinois left guard beside, beside Pearl. Isaiah Adams from Ajax, Ontario, baby. Durham region representing 6'4", 318. A guy I didn't know much about. I didn't even realize he was Canadian. That's a shame on me. Uh, big body, really really well built. Just a shockingly good athlete. Getting out to the second level consistently, reaching his blocks, Really impressive. That's a guy that that's a hell of a left side. Um, I think you just you just run it like the old Walter Jones, Steve Hutchinson combo. <laughs> I'm excited to see what they can do. I think both guys um, day three picks. I think Pearl can easily get in the top 100. I think Adams can kind of get to an earlier day three. Interesting. I'm interested to see what he can do. And I mean, speaking of Illinois, flipping the yeah. defensive side of the ball yeah. on the interior, Jerzon Newton. Um, I think's the top interior defensive lineman in the class right now. Is he your? Yeah, no, he definitely is. Is he your top defensive prospect on the in the Big Ten? That's a no. That's a combo. Okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, top ideal in the class. Um, first round summer grade, Rob. No. Okay, it's a stingy on ideal, right? Um, I think. Do you think he'll be a first round pick? Yes. Okay, me too. And um, yeah, just just you throw him on, and instantly like you just you see that explosiveness, right? And. Six one three hundred, like he's not the biggest dude, but I don't know. He just just plays very violent. Yeah, he he plays violent. He's super twitchy. Yeah, uh, I think he he uses his hands a lot better than I was thinking. Big time. He would. Um, he's, I thought he had a much deeper pass rush, but I thought I thought it'd be like kind of that penetrating three tech, which he is. But I didn't realize how well he uses his hands. Like really good club swim move. Um, he also just he's like. He's 6'2 and plays with fantastic leverage and pound yeah. level because of that. Um, I think he, he does need to get stronger at the point, and like that's kind of my my main concern with him. He's 6'2, 295. Um, he can kind of struggle to anchor yeah. down there, but that's a, he's everything. I, I think the reason he's the top tier defensive lineman in this class, because my number two guy is also in this conference, is just that pass rushing upside, that athleticism. Definitely. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And yeah, it's just like seeing that he can, you know, just. Get more sturdy versus the run, but at the end of the day, you know the early early defensive IDLs, you know they get taken for their pass rush ability, and that's what he's got. Um, my number two guy is Michigan's Chris Jenkins. You love Michigan. Can can you hit me the hell to the victors? I love Chris Jenkins. I think I think he's going to be underrated because he's the the guy who like makes the play, but he doesn't make the play. Like he mm-hmm. sets up the guy to make the play. He, uh, like, he is super explosive and everything, yeah. but to me what he does best is, holy fuck, he can anchor down. He's taking, He'll take on double teams, and he's apparently got gained weight. He's up to 305, but he'll t- he's looking like his dad taking on double teams, <laughs> and uh, like, like lining he, up as a two-tack. Like you said, not the 
like not the heaviest guy either. Like you said, got, got it up weight, but no. still like was under three hundred pounds last year. Yeah, he like he is he has vice grip, heavy ass hands, super athletic, but like so strong. Like I don't know, I I was like shocked. I thought he he'd be like in he's such a different player than Jerzon Newton. Yeah, he is. He is. But it feels like the type of ideals that Michigan is just turning out where, like... You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me a little bit about how, like, Trevon Walker, which seems funny now because he went number one, but how Trevon Walker was, like, the guy who just, like, lined up anywhere they needed him to and would just, like, play his role to perfection. Like, we just need you to set the edge so N'Kobe Dean can make tackles. Like, that's what Chris Jenkins kind of reminded me of. He He's the, the glue guy for the Michigan defense who just, like... Yeah. Plays his role to let other people make the play. I, th- I think we'll see him get let loose a little bit more, but they'll still still need him to do that. And they're pretty deep edge, uh, you know. But uh, what's his name? Mason Graham's pretty solid run defender, uh, the sophomore. But yeah, no, Jenkins is really damn good. Um, that's a solid like day two type of dude for you. Yeah, yeah. He, the type of guy who he's like day two, and but he's my favorite. Um, is your next guy Ohio State player, maybe? Yeah, Mike, Michael Hall, who is undersized interior defensive lineman who's, like, all pass rush. He's, like, kind of similar vein to Newton, but just, like, not as good. Where, like, I'm super concerned about his ability yeah. to, to play on rundowns, but, man, he is a freaking penetrator. Yeah. He he stacks and sheds quite well. Um, he He's just more agile and athletic than the offensive lineman in front of him and um, can beat them to the outside shoulder. He's only 21. I think there's just a lot of upside with him. He's not a complete player Definitely. yet, but and the type of guy who you could project the, the breakouts coming Him from. getting to 300 would be huge, too, because I think they got him, like, 285, 290. Don't know if he's added, but, yeah, no, that's that's big, too. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a, I think those are the top three, like, kind of clear dudes. I think so. Um, but that's a really good group. I think Tyleek Williams, the other Ohio yeah. State interior defensive lineman, is a guy to watch, who's also super, super young and like underrated, or not underrated, but uh, plenty of athletic mm-hmm. upside. Uh, the edge group is deep. Uh, JT, I'm not Ohio State fan. I'm not even certain how to say his last name, but JT T. Tuimolau, Tuimolau, Tuimolau. Um, who the Buckeyes took at a Pac-12 country, oh, which is actually now Big Ten big, that, I think that was the start of it, baby. Six four two seventy, power rusher, who, when he's on, man, he looks like a first-round yeah. pick. It's just consistency, snap-to-snap, yep. developing his pass rush plan. Um, I think he's a really, really strong edge setter. Uh, I don't think he's a first-round player right now, but he's definitely one of the five best edge rushers in this yeah game. i mean you throw the penn state game on and that's that's a first round pick obviously uh i mean what a monster he was but yeah like i, I like obviously has to improve in the run but like i don't know i think he gets to i, I he has all the tool like he's got the size he's got the yeah, arsenal he's got this yeah he's got he will like if he if even if it doesn't all come together he has like the same year as last year which was a good year I think he'll go, like, you know, 28th to a playoff team. You know what I mean? He's just got – he has all those tools. At worst, I'm saying. Um, yeah. It's hard for me to see him not be a first-round pick is what I'm trying he, to say. He was also he was also 19 last Exactly. Yeah, extremely young. And next – if he stays for another year, he'll be in home home territory in the Big Ten. So it's perfect. The number two guy on the edge in the Big Ten for me is kind of right there with him. It's Penn State's Chop Robinson. Mm-hmm. 
totally different players though yeah like a <laughs> speed rusher yeah. who's so twitched up plays with his freaking hair on yeah can can kind of bend the edge a little bit really needs to develop his hands um really needs to develop as a as an edge setter. yes <laughs> yeah but like designate pass for sure you're loving it yeah yeah totally it's like like he's what six three two fifty five not like you know good enough but like the athleticism is freaky i mean just giving him another year to develop uh, for what it should be a good team. You know, a team teams are going to be in lots of passing situations, and then just letting him pin his ears back is going to be. He could, he could lead the, the the conference in sacks. Uh, maybe the favorite to do so. You know, um, yeah, just the athleticism is freaky, but yeah, just got to get better stopping the run, uh, kind of all facets. Um, they're both of their teammates are kind of in the next year. It's Jack Sawyer, yeah, uh, at Ohio State, who's really not developed much in terms of pass rush, but he's a very good run defender. He's kind of in the Sam Hubbard, Ohio mm-hmm. State mold. Um, power rusher, speed to power works. Just if He just doesn't really use his hands, but another guy who, he was like a big five-star as well. Um, good size, a 265. He, like, one of them's going to like take it up a notch. I think it's got to be JT. But yeah, I think Sorry, I think that's where Sorry's path is, like just to be a really solid guy that you bring into the rotation, um, you know. In Adisa Isaac, the uh, other Penn State edge rusher, who's similar to Chop Robinson in that he's super twitchy, yeah, I know. an explosive pass, speed rusher, but... Um, it's kind of surprising. You think Penn State would have one sense. one big rusher. You're used to it, you know? But yeah, two undersized guys, but like just hell athletes. Um, and Jacoby Woodman at Michigan State, he pulled that ghost move last year. Oh, yeah. For, get it. <laughs> those those I know, he's, he's playing like off-ball linebacker now, but... That ghost move is nasty. <laughs> um, I like the the Michigan group too. I mean, Jalen Harrell, that's the best pass rusher in the conference. I'm no, but for real, I'm actually really excited to see what Josiah Stewart does uh, coming home from Coastal. Undersized, but like really interesting to see how much he gets into the rotation. It's pretty good, pretty good rotation there for deep at edge. Um, uh, gonna be interesting. Uh, and I just want to shout out Rutgers, Aaron Lewis, because Rutgers has some players. <laughs> When don't they, baby? Shiano, Shiano knows what he should have never left. That's the whole thing. He should he should join the Pac-12. Rutgers should join the Pac-12. Hold on, Rutgers. Oregon State, Oregon State, Washington State, and Rutgers. I would watch them like just jamboree it every Saturday for for twelve weeks. Tell me you wouldn't you wouldn't like pay the Pac-12 network to watch that? Oh, I would. That's a way better version of Pac-12. Okay, linebacker. <laughs> Unless you got anyone else at edge. Uh, no, I don't. We're going long, though, so... I know. Don't. Yeah, thank you. Um, Another Michigan, Ohio State. Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so Tommy Eichenberg's my top guy, mainly because he's, his instincts and his take-on skills. Uh, he's not the same athlete as Junior Colson, mm-hmm. um, but he, he, he diagnoses really well. He uses keys really yeah. well. Uh, he's... Fluid enough in zone drops that, like, I think he holds up in coverage as a Mike linebacker. But he kind of hits that the prerequisite in terms of he puts himself in a position to make plays. Run fits uh, are consistent. He doesn't really miss tackles. Uh, he's not, like, the most laterally explosive guy, but he's enough range, and he's, he triggers downhill in a hurry. Yeah. When we were talking... Last day two, Mike. Yeah, when we were talking last week about, like, the... You know, it's kind of separated to the super athletic and then, like, just the solid linebackers. He falls into that solid. Like, I'm not saying he's a good enough athlete for sure, but, like, 
falls into that yeah. group where like he's gonna come in and do better than you expect. I, you know, like I know, like he's good. Like I'm not questioning that, but like he's gonna have a good career. Like like you said, just and I feel like he he's already he already took such a leap last year. Like I feel like every week he yeah. was getting better. And that's just his eyes and his head, and I think that's what he does really well. Um, unfortunately, Junior Colson's better. So, Junior Colson is twitchier, rangier. I have him behind Eichenberg because I don't think he is. It's his clear path, but like six three two thirty five, true junior. Who yep. like movement skills as a as a Mike linebacker like that? It's it's exciting. A true true junior, by the way. Cause, that's what I said. But. No, a true true junior because he's Junior Colson. Um, definitely. Um, I think, like, <laughs> coverage-wise, maybe like to see him improve there. <clears throat> but with, like, like you said, with the traits, yeah. he should get I, better. But, again, sophomore, like, like he's still young. I, yeah. Like, the, <clears throat> the, the athleticism is there for him to be an upside player on passing downs. It's just, I think, like, like he's far more athletic than Eichenberg. Eichenberg's eyes are just better. Yeah. No, exactly. And, again, it's... We've seen the the eyes guys <laughs> thrive like lots of rhymes there lately, right? So there you go. Um, your boy Michael Barrett, Penn State's Curtis uh, Jacobs, Ohio State Steel Chambers former running back, yeah, like a freak truck. Uh, Cal Halliday at Michigan State doesn't wear gloves. Lots of linebackers. I'm not a huge I'm just to rapid fire. Not a huge Halliday fan. I was I saw some hype for him. But... No. No, I, he's he's every other Michigan. He is. We haven't had one in a while though, so it's, it's kind of refreshing. I can't remember that one guy. <laughs> I can't remember either. Uh, the, the t- end up on the Titans, right? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Fuck, that's bad. You know, you know, I have the he Big did. Ten fever when I can't think of that. Like number thirty-five or something. Anyway, go on. Uh, cor- corner. Hey, on Ohio State and Penn State, or sorry, Ohio State and Michigan guys aren't the top two guys. It's Penn State and Iowa. The true powerhouse is the Big Ten. Yeah, Kalen King's my highest-rated uh, defensive prospect. That's what I figured. It's yeah, he is just so good in press man coverage. He is so good at mirroring receivers off the line of scrimmage. So patient in press. He triggers downhill too. Like he's not afraid to tackle. Um, just really, he's better than Joy Porter Jr. Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah, yes. Um, like I think if you're to nitpick with him, like I think he is going to firmly be a first-round play, pick. If you're going to nitpick with him, like, he's not as natural in zone coverage. Like, his eyes are a little bit inconsistent. Uh, and sometimes he'll he'll jump, mm-hmm. like, double moves because yeah. he wants to make the play. Um, but, man, he is he is so sudden. Definitely, yeah. I mean, just really aggressive, really sudden. I Yeah, like, <clears throat> easily, he'll probably end up as corner one or two down the stretch. Yeah, I mean... Really fucking yeah, him and Kool Aid. <clears throat> that is him and Kool Aid. Um, but because I, I think before him, like Nate Wiggins was by far like the best corner I'd seen, and like Kalen King is not as long as Nate Wiggins, but he has the yeah. same like suddenness. But he's just like so much more technically yeah. sound. Yeah. Um, look, it's it's what happens when you get to big boy football. You find the real players, right? Yeah, like Cooper DeGene, the most Iowa <clears throat> player I was ever had. 6'1", 207, true junior. Uh, he's a corner technically, but they line him up all over the place. He, play, he plays most – like his most snaps, I think, do come outside of yeah. corner, but plays a lot of nickel. He'll play in the box. He'll play as a linebacker. And um, really instinctual player who I think is very natural in zone coverage. Uh, man is a little more hit or miss just because I think – he can struggle to find the ball in phase, and his, his footwork uh, can be a, t- a, 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 a 
a little bit slow when like manning up with more explosive receivers, but also just a really, really good take on skills. Again, classic Iowa corner. Day, day two guy for you though. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, I got him like of the guys or conferences we done. I got Kalen King, Nate Wiggins, then him. So it's my third corner right mm-hmm. now before the SEC. <clears throat> okay. Um, anyone else you want to talk about? I'm losing my voice, so. I th- uh, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll carry you. Uh, this is the time finally. Okay. Denzel Burke is the best corner <laughs> in the country. Um, no, but Denzel Burke, it's funny. Him and Trevion Henderson were both superstar freshmen. <clears throat> yeah. Both kind of fell off a bit as sophomores. Uh, Henderson more because of yeah. Burke more inconsistent play. Yeah. But, like, you can still see it on the tape last year, Denzel Burke, why he could be a top 100 pick. He's 6'1", 190, Moves really well. Um, I like super patient in press coverage. Uh, just like his ball skills are so hit and miss, and it, it, he can be a little bit grabby. But I think everything's there for if he gets back on track. Like he'll he'll be in that top. Let's say top seven corner conversation. Yeah, I think with like Henderson, it's like you know he's going to come back if he's healthy. Burke, it's like. It could go either way, right? Yeah, exactly, for sure. I mean, we've seen other Ohio State corners with hype just disappear in the past seven picks. Who? Um, jump into safety. Hold on. We saw the best Mike, safety. we got to do 20 oh. minutes on Mike Sainer's show. Stop. Oh, I thought you couldn't talk, so I just, just Go, go, go. Safety, please. Uh, wait, um, shout out Tarheeb Still at Maryland. I, I love him. Still. And, oh, and Max Melton, Max Melton at Rutgers. I love Both Still. Um. Safety. Tyler Nubbin, Minnesota safety, actually played last night. Was phenomenal. That's awesome. And is the reason yeah. <laughs> the reason Minnesota beat Nebraska on a walk off field goal. He's also the second best safety, I think, in the class, um, and the best in the Big Ten. He is six two two ten, really rangy, phenomenal eyes. Yeah. And you saw that on display last night. Yeah. Um, I mean, Sims didn't make it hard, but you saw it on display. <laughs> yeah. Can line, can line up as a two deep, can line up as a single high uh, and a nickel. Um, he just misses tackles. Yeah. It's kind of like the thing. In coverage, though, so so beautifully rounded, and then you got the eyes and the ability to jump the routes. Yeah. I, I think it's like a, I don't know if he's going to be a first-round type of guy, but like a firm day two dude. Yeah. The, the, he's in the day two where everyone just loves him. Um, number two, I got Rob Moore at Michigan, who is – really good change of direction skills mm-hmm. very cover versatile uh like you can line him up single high and he's got the range to play cover cover one uh you can bring him down low and match him up on a slot receiver and he's got the footwork uh to match routes um he's he's i kind of like nubbin in that he's not he's just like he doesn't he's a worse tackler than nubbin but yeah smaller smaller dude too like i mean yeah yeah I think they got him at like 200, but I don't think he's that big, really. No. But yeah, good player. Uh, and then top 100 guy for you, just uh, sorry. Uh, yes. Portland? Okay, cool. And then the third guy who's not top 100, but Lathan Ransom mm-hmm. at Ohio State, who is not as good in coverage as those two, but the best tackler yeah. in the bunch by far. Yeah. Um, and, and they play him in the box. They'll, they'll match him up with tight ends. He's his footwork can get him in trouble at times, and I. I, his ball skills are a little hit and miss, and you saw him get taken advantage yeah. of against Georgia. But he's a really, and I feel like that overshadows how good a player he actually was last season, and he's a very good special teams player. Which is the only thing that actually matters. 
Yeah, <clears throat> and then the the last guy I'm going to touch on quick is Bo Braid at Maryland. All these guys are really, like, either have really good athleticism or really good instincts, but don't tackle. <laughs> Bo Braid, like, misses every tackle, but he has freaking great instincts. He's always, like, he'll run the alley, he'll read it from deep, he'll run the alley, and he'll just, like, patty cake. <laughs> and it's frustrating. <laughs> I I have a day three grade, but I, I, I see the path. I see the path. You fix those take on skills. Um, anyway, look for Jahad Carter at Ohio State. To oh, here we go. Come on. I just can still talk and push back. <clears throat> I mean, hey, Ronnie Hickman should have been a top 100 pick. He's proven it. So, Amen. Not true, but amen. Um, what do you mean? Made the Browns. Top 100. Should have been drafted. I don't know about <laughs> top 100. I just wanted uh, to make you say that. Uh, Sonny Styles is the future at safety for Ohio State. Watch out. Okay, I have Ohio State winning the conference over Wisconsin. I got Michigan over Wisconsin. Is it? I feel like we're putting too much trust in the Wisconsin makeover, but at the same time, it's like who else are you going to pick? Yeah, yeah, Illinois, Iowa. It might be an Iowa year. It might be an Iowa year. It might be. It might be. If Cooper DeGene's going to have to have like six pick sixes. Uh, offensive player of the year, I went with Marvin Harrison. Oh, really? Really going on a limb? Yeah, it's clearly Marvin Harrison. Well, it could be JJ. No, come on. I, you know what? I would have picked Donovan Edwards if he didn't have a timeshare with another <laughs> Yeah, I know, there. right? Um, I think if I had to put money, like get, getting good odds or whatever, I think I'd bet on Marvin Harrison to win the Heisman. Do it. I, I put a futures on Jordan Travis. You want me to put one on Marvin Harrison? Yeah, right now, live on the show. No, that's where I would put Defense my money. Put, Defense player of the year, Drewzon Newton. That's a lot tougher of a pick. Uh, I'm gonna go JT. I'm gonna go JT. Okay. I just like Newton had 14 TFLs and five and a half sacks last year, and now people like now the voters actually know who he is. Yeah, it's true. But I feel like if he if he has like even the same numbers, they'll just give it to him. Fair um, enough, as they should. I just figure like Ohio State bigger, you know, they, they'll. Yeah, no, it's him or JT. I think yeah. like Kaling. Oh, I, or Tommy Eichenberg makes a bowler. If Chop has a bunch of sacks, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a tough race, I think. <laughs> Tyler Nubbin could have twelve interceptions, yeah. but Minnesota oh, yeah. is going six and six. He, he he's win. the leader right now, so that's what we should pick. Yeah, fuck. Uh, town of the week? Any guesses? Madison, Bloomington, Indiana. Oh, a good pick. Uh, because Ohio State plays a more population guess. I don't know. Uh, Sixty-seven thousand. It's close, 79,968. Oh, best guess of the, the year. Uh, home to Indiana University. They play at Memorial Stadium, which opened in 1960 as a capacity of 52,626. It's bigger than I thought. It was formerly named 17th Street Football Stadium, which is a much cooler That's name. way cooler. Notable alumni include OG Ananobi, <laughs> jo- Jonathan Banks, didn't know that. Great actor. Yeah, he's a great actor. Former Disney CEO Bob Chappick. Ch- uh, Suzanne Collins, the author of Hunger Games. I've seen all the films. Inspired by Bloomington, I would assume. Uh, Mark Cuban. <laughs> I actually didn't know that. And Julia Garner. Oh. There's like a weird amount of like famous people. That is weird, yeah. Yeah. Uh, notable people from Bloomington. Which was also weird, really? like uh, a lot. I was gonna say this list has, has to be short. D. Bradley Baker, the voice actor. 
John Darnielle, the uh, the front person of the Mountain Goats, uh, one of my favorite okay, bands. Well, yeah, okay. Uh, uh, don't worry, it's get better. Mick Foley, the WWE superstar. Rex Grossman. Why did he end up at Florida? That's disgusting. He should have been a Hoosier. Uh, okay, now it gets good. John Mellencamp. The Cougar himself? And David Lee Roth. Oh, that's, that's a weird, that's cool. I didn't know that. <clears throat> Things to do in, in Bloomington. The Wood Shop. Are you going to expand on that's, that? No? Okay. That's the rub. Not just rugs. <laughs> that's that's, that's Nick, a rug store. That can't be a thing to do. All right. oh. Nick's English Hut. <clears throat> oh, I need to know more about Nick's English Hut. Jumpin' Joey's. I just like that all the names of these places, like, I don't know what any of them are. No, I know. They're very, very catchy. And Bloomington Balloon Rides. Cool. Yeah, all right. Let's get let's get the heck out of here. Um, Michigan State's still struggling with Central Michigan, but they're up 10. Uh, Georgia Tech's dominating Louisville. And Kansas is struggling with Missouri State. Welcome to college football. 